0: All right, Christy, now that you've been crowned Marvel's editor-in-chief and hired me as your faithful servant, we need the pitches for the next few years of crossovers.
1: You're gonna love this one. The Avengers just try to get away for a nice afternoon in an idyllic pocket dimension. It's called Secret Picnic. The heroes just have a lovely time and nobody dies.
0: Uh, Okay, writing it down. What's after that?
1: This is going to knock your socks off. Matt Murdoch and Jennifer Walters run a competitive speech league for prospective law students. It's called Civil Discourse. There's lots of good exchange of ideas, and nobody
0: dies. We'll probably have to pay the letter or double, but I love it.
1: Finally, we have Crushes on Infinite Earths. It's ship after ship after ship, and nobody dies.
0: Love it. Smooches galore.
1: Finally. We have a cooking competition between all of the X-Men and Avengers.
0: House of mmm, yummy. Sounds fantastic. Nobody dies? Oh, uh, well... We'll workshop it. Maybe we should just talk about comics. Yes!
1: I'm Christina Edelman. And I'm Chris Edelman. And this is Chris's On Infinite Earths.
0: The podcast where nothing will ever be the same.
1: Welcome, readers, to our first episode of Chaos War.
0: We are covering a crossover that you probably haven't read. (laughs) We want to thank Zach Jenkins for the suggestion of this, which I thought meant that he thought it was a really good comic, when in fact it was just one that he'd never read before.
1: He's just excited to read it with us.
0: Yeah, so he better be reading it. (laughs) Also, this is a lot of characters that we haven't really done a lot with before, so that ought to be fun. And thank you for your patience in that this is going to be three weeks without an episode since we spent all of last week preparing for C2E2.
1: Yes! Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. You have an episode that you should listen to uh, of Battle of the Atom.
0: Yes, we are on that episode.
1: I think probably you. I'm probably just giggling in the background, uh, enjoying your conversation with Zach a lot, I think.
0: All right. Well, I'm on this uh, episode. (laughs) You can also experience the weird elevator that was in our Airbnb that somehow always had rushing water through it. Mm-hmm. Like not that we not like through the elevator, you could see it. it just always you it always sounded
1: heard. like there was running water beneath around the elevator. who and knew It,
0: it kind of smelled like who knew? there was a lot of running water,
1: so Chris and I and Zach from Battle of the Atom and Charlie from the Young ones, we had a lot of fun hanging out and talking to creators, and it was a really good time
0: yes, and we <laughs> we went to another con the other day.
1: Yeah, we uh, we went to our local Kansas City Planet Comic Con, and we went ahead and we took our boys that are almost four and one years old.
0: Yep, and they did much better than we expected. <laughs> yeah,
1: they did. Re- we packed a lot of junk food and a lot of <laughs> snacks. So it went pretty good. <laughs> Granted, good. I spend, spent like a long, much longer than I wanted to at like the T-Mobile booth because they had Jenga that our uh, nearly four year old was super into.
0: Yep. He's pretty good at Jenga. <laughs> well, it was a fun time for however long we spent there.
1: Plus, cosplay was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, especially since you had uh, child accessories for your Spider-Woman cosplay the second time around.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. I always enjoy being at cons more when I'm in costume.
0: Right, and I enjoy being in cons where I am definitely not in danger of being in any costumes. (laughs) I just like to have my backpack and my jeans.
1: Whereas me, the theater person, I'm like, Oh yes, I feel much more at home and comfortable dressed as anything but myself. (laughs)
0: All right, well, before the uh, readers get to know our neuroses a little bit too well, do we <laughs> want to start on um, our summary?
1: Yeah, let's get to the summary.
0: Chaos War 1-3, through written by Greg Pak and Fred Van Lenti. Penciled by Koi Pham, inked by Tom Palmer, colored by Sunny Go, lettered by Simon Boland, and edited by Mark Panicia. The backup story in Issue 1 was written by Greg Pak and Fred Van Lenty, penciled by Riley Brown, inked by Terry Pallet, colored by Val Staples, lettered by Simon Boland, and edited by Mark Manicia.
1: In the dream dimension, the embodiment nightmare muses on the return of Hercules. See, Hercules had apparently died prior to this comic, but was in fact trapped in a pocket dimension. Hercules' young friend Amadeus Cho has brought him back using godlike powers, but not before bequeathing them over to Herc. Anyway, back in the dream dimension, Nightmare is dispatched suddenly by the god Amatsu now called the Chaos King. He would like to return all creation to nothingness, and Nightmare is his first victim. His death is felt by several telepaths on Earth as Hercules returns to New York City.
0: Hercules starts to do his best bell ringer, warning the Earth of the danger to come. However, Herc is not used to the huge amount of power he's been given, and his voice and movement is blowing people all over the place. The Avengers show up to confront him before Hercules' pals Amadeus and Delphine show up. Amadeus manages to help Herc to chill out.
1: Before any time passes, the All Fathers of Earth make their presence known, ready to judge Herc and Amadeus for trifling with powers they have no right to. Hercules responds with a whole bunch of god-punching, and Thor steps in. This is reaching a bit of a pattern, eh? Anyway, some odd stuff is happening around Earth. As soon as people go to sleep, they go berserk.
0: Hercules explains to the heroes that this is the work of the Chaos King, he who was before all things existed, and he who longs to return existence to that nothing. He explains to the other heroes how he needs their help, and the group floats off into space through a portal to the realm of Nightmares. They find the body of Nightmare, before figuring out that the Chaos King has the power to destroy any mortal mind he touches, and he has begun with the heroes.
1: In the backup, we see a flashback of how Hercules was trapped in the pocket dimension of Hera, which seems to have no people and mostly only monsters. The only other inhabitant is his friend, Amadeus. They fight off a series of monsters as Amadeus seemingly taunts Hercules, saying that the New World doesn't need a brute like him. Amadeus then shoots Herc with a powerful taser, and in retaliation, Hercules crushes Amadeus, who turns out to be just an illusion to taunt him. Then Hercules is trapped alone, but does take some delight in punching every gosh darn monster.
0: In Chaos War Number 2... Hercules starts the issue by teleporting to the Olympus group building, home of the Greek pantheon on Earth. His wife, Hebe, tries to embrace him, but of course he is a super god and needs a little space. Hercules has brought all the heroes with him, all of which who are mortal have fallen into some kind of creepy trance. Only the gods, as well as Amadeus Cho, who was chosen to be prince of power after Hercules, are unaffected. Hebe and Venus, not quite that Venus, but close enough, attempt to revive the heroes while the others attempt to fight the dark tendrils of chaos that now descend from the sky, I think we've reached full big crossover.
1: Hercules uses his immense power to freeze time and we zoom to the various underworlds of Marvel. Pluto is frankly bummed that he is missing out on all these dead people while Hercules freezes time, while Hela suddenly bursts in. She is here to warn him of the Chaos King's enslaved gods who have been sent to attack the realms of the dead. Pluto lets the dead free to fight for him, including Zeus, Ares, Hera, and a bunch of Avengers. However, the Chaos King himself joins the fray and slays the already dead Zeus.
0: Back on Earth, Herc senses his father's double death and accidentally unfreezes time. However, none of the sleepy mortals have died even when they should have. Something's fishy. The gang tries to summon some big help in the form of the abstract Eternity. However, Eternity can't fight the Chaos King as they are two sides of the same coin. What a loser. Anyway, Herc summons Cersei of the Eternals and Galactus?
1: Anyway, Silver Surfer is pretty cheesed off that Herc summoned Galactus right before he was about to munch an uninhabited planetoid, and they have to have a good old hero fight. Venus uses her love powers in a slightly immoral way to chill out the surfer, and then things go sideways. Damon Hellstrom, yeah, the son of Satan, arrives, telling everyone that even death has fled the underworld, and now all the dead souls are under the control of the Chaos King and are loose on Earth. Who knew this story would have zombies?
0: In Chaos War Number 3, the All-Fathers, and Mothers it seems, of Earth seal themselves off to thus safeguard creation. The newly formed God Squad clashes with the resurrected dead folks from the Underworld, who are now under the control of the Chaos King. Hercules and co. try to get through to his deceased family, but the controlled, but not mind-controlled... Folks tell Herc that it's worthless, and he truly needs to defeat them before Zeus unleashes his power. Galactus seems to easily fight off the mighty Zeus, but a giant thunderbolt incapacitates the hungry cosmic boy. Hercules regretfully uses his newfound power to defeat Zeus once and for all, and the dying father god explains to Hercules that he has to unite all the selfish high gods to defeat the Chaos King.
1: Hercules uses his omniscience to reveal the hidden throne room of the All-Fathers, but it was all a trick. The Chaos King erupts from the body of Zeus and then begins to destroy the hidden realms of the deities. However, this also means they become a part of him, which is a big old yikes for our heroes. Amadeus Cho computes that there is no way they can beat the Chaos King, and the God Squad retreats with the Chaos King unable to find them in his vastness. Then, the big reveal! There is no way the Chaos King could have gotten this far without Hercules' sister, Athena, as the king's greatest servant.
0: So, Christy, prior to this comic, how aware were you of Hercules as a somewhat prominent Marvel character in the mid-2000s?
1: So, if you were to ask me about Hercules in the mid 2000s, I would have had a whole lot to say about Disney Hercules, which was my jam, <laughs> but Marvel Hercules? Like, I picked this up and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I thought I think I knew that Hercules was a a, a Marvel character, but it it wasn't anything that I ever actually expected to read.
0: Surprise fun fact about your husband. When so the whole deal with, with Hercules and this, this entire run was it actually spun off of an the Incredible Hulk, where Amadeus Cho was originally friends with the Incredible Hulk, because the Incredible Hulk likes to have sidekicks like Rick Jones and in this case Amadeus Cho. So then Amadeus Cho became friends with Hercules during like a bunch of bunch of Hulk issues like World War Hulk and We'll we'll cover World War Hulk eventually, I'm sure. And then they just kind of got their own comic called The Incredible Hercules that like just started. It was like I can't remember the exact issue, but it was something like Incredible Hulk one fifteen, Incredible Hercules one sixteen. Just kept on going.
1: Well, okay, yeah. It Hercules is interesting in that in my mi- mind, it's basically just like a, the slot that Thor would fill.
0: I mean, you, you would think that he does a lot. It's interesting because he is just kind of like a God like Thor and he's kind of brash like Thor, but he's kind of different. Whereas like Thor has kind of undertaken some responsibility in some ways. Hercules is just a lot goofier than Thor is.
1: And I've definitely gotten that part of like Thor's goofiness is in like The things that he says that are goofy to us, but are not intended as goofy by him. Whereas Hercules, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of the same, but it felt a little bit more lighthearted going into this crossover.
0: This whole run was kind of that way, and it just kind of had some neat ideas with it. The original God Squad was formed during Secret Invasion, which is the crossover where the Skrulls invade. Wait,
1: wait, wait. There was a God Squad before this God Squad. This is
0: God Squad Part 2.
1: Oh, jeez. I read God Squad, and I was just like, eee.
0: God Squad definitely sounds like something that would be on public access TV in, like, the Bible Belt, like, 20 years ago.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it sounds like a cartoon you would have watched at vacation Bible school.
0: It is 100% (laughs) something you'd watch (laughs) at vacation Bible school. It'd just be a bunch of kids, though, who would be like, I know scripture, and...
1: I definitely remember watching something at Vacation Bible School, which was, like, time-traveling kids that went back in time and, like, saw, like, witnessed the birth of Jesus and different things.
0: (laughs) What are you kids with, like, jeans doing in the manger? Don't worry about it, Mary. You're good. (laughs) Well, anyway, this God Squad was formed to fight the Skrull gods because even when the Skrulls were invading, their gods were invading as well. Oh. It was actually one of the cooler tie-ins, I'd say, of Secret Invasion. But Amatsu Mikaboshi was a member of that first God Squad. This was pre-He's the Chaos King. Oh. Mm.
1: So he's good guy turned bad guy.
0: He was never great. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like,
1: I mean, a good so
0: comparison.
1: Co- sort of chaotic neutral?
0: More like, more like chaotic evil that you have to team up with or everything is lost.
1: Oh, kind of like how they team up with Galactus here. Yeah.
0: Now we're arguing about alignments. I would say that Galactus is like a true neutral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I I get that. Or
0: maybe even a lawful neutral. Like, he abides by some very strict codes. Or maybe even alignment-free. Like, they say there's some creatures in D&D that are unaligned.
1: Yeah, no, that that's
0: he's just a he's just a hungry chomp chomper. He's just mm-hmm. a chompy guy.
1: Mm-hmm. This will come back and be important in my accolades.
0: That he's a chompy boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Galactus, a chompy boy. <laughs> if I had to make a card of Galactus, I'd say Galactus, a chompy boy. Well, anyway, this definitely does not have time to to give you a solid intro. It just seems to assume that you've read all the stuff before this to some extent it's just like boom you get like a page
1: Uh, i feel like we've got like a a really great teaser intro here that really sucks you in and it doesn't fall to the pitfalls of some crossovers that kind of drag you down with a lot of exposition at the beginning like it takes you in kicking or scre- and screaming, whether you're ready or not, and like it's like here we go, buckle up, it's time to start the ride.
0: It is not slow. This is such a quick comic, and you could tell by the fact that issue three summary was like two paragraphs. Yeah, it was this just it's it it all happens real fast. So it's like we go to the realm of nightmare. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know nightmare, but probably know like the Sandman, who's a DC character. Nightmare is, like, more evil, but less goth <laughs> than, than the Sandman. But otherwise, he's kind of similar. He has his realm of nightmares rather than the realm of dreams. And he's, like, peeking in people's dreams, and it looks gross.
1: Oh, it's so creepy. Uh, just, like, the heads on the wall, yep. and then, like, he he's, like, extrapolating, like, visions out of their heads, it's just, like, red stringy goo coming out of people's, like, eyeballs and mouths, and... He's <laughs> just oh. like,
0: well, there's nothing better on TV, let's just reach into people's brains. Yeah, a <laughs>
1: whole lot of yikes, like, you open it up and you start reading, and if you don't know any better, you just think, oh, here's our bad guy for this crossover...
0: Nope, he definitely he definitely gets dispatched super fast.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like the scary movie where Drew Barrymore gets killed off in like the first scene, and scream. you just scream, yeah. yeah. It's like scream where Drew Barrymore gets killed off in the first. But you like, thought she scene. was gonna be like the main he, character. Yeah, yeah. You, you <laughs> thought it was gonna be all about her, and you're just like, oh, all bets are off now. Anybody can go.
0: Well, uh, this might be the first time we've ever can we've ever or anyone really has made the comparison of Nightmare <laughs> from Marvel comics being just like Drew Barrymore. <laughs>
1: leave it to christy edelman (laughs)
0: um and then our boy amatsumikaboshi comes in uh fun fact about amatsumikaboshi i tried to do so much research on the real like in our in our world amatsumikaboshi stories and stuff from japanese culture there is not a ton
1: not a lot of folklore available huh
0: it just seems like he was a really, really, really old god that just kind of got subsumed into some the identity of another god. Mm. But the name of Matsumika Boshi means August Star of Heaven, which is choice. But I, I just felt, I'm like, is there just not a lot of Western sources? But it was kind of difficult to find, given given the internet.
1: Hmm. So readers, if you can offer any insight into some of the folklore and mythology behind Amatsu Mikiboshi?
0: Let us know. Yeah, I, th- I honestly think that's why he was picked as kind of the bad guy, because it's like, it's like not not someone you know a ton about, mm-hmm. and I've like, it's 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 like such an old old story that it's like, eh, why not? Yeah, like there's there's barely anything about him. You know, like if you use Hercules, so if you were like, we like you and I could write a Hercules comic, there's nobody stopping us. It's not like you know it's an old, old story. there's right. a lot of baggage that comes with hercules yeah there's there's pl- there's so many Hercules stories. he did twelve entire labors, but I'm wondering maybe they just did this with Matsumi Kiboshi because there's like not right, a lot you of still about get him. the
1: you still get the weight of like tying it to something sort of real world. That has that weight to it mm-hmm. without the burden of the the baggage.
0: I mean, I'm not sure. It's you. You got to be really careful taking some some pre-prescribed, yeah, stuff and messing with it. But I think that's why they picked some. Like you can do that with Hercules and Zeus in them because nobody worships them anymore, so you right. can kind of just get away with it, <laughs> right? I wonder if that that was kind of what they were trying with Kiboshi. Yeah, but. Not sure. Did you did did you like his sort of like scooby doo style reveal where he was it was like, Now let's see who's really behind this Amatsumi Kiboshi mask and it was Rut Rose or Ran Chaos King.
1: Yeah. So when the Chaos King first shows up, he's got like uh he's got a mask on with a whole bunch of like it seems almost hair like or fur or something around and I was like this guy looks a little goofy. Mm-hmm. This is this is our back. Oh, whoa! <laughs> he's a giant black shadow, creepy king with fingers that go all over and, and through your like, brain. And uh... he's
0: got like capybara teeth.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like big old rodent teeth. He's creepy. Yeah, but yeah. So he's not gonna be called the Matsumikaboshi anymore. He's now the Chaos King. Mm-hmm. He's decided to go by an English name. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. Easier on the letterer, I guess. A little shorter.
0: It is a little shorter than a Easier on us, because if I have to say that a ten more times, I'm going to stumble over myself. <laughs> I really practiced a Amatsumikaboshi, a
1: The first time I said it was when we recorded the summary, and that at least that line only took me one take.
0: That's true. Probably
1: because I heard you practice it so much. <laughs> Thank you for doing the work for me.
0: <laughs> so uh, when Hercules shows up on Earth, that page is a big ol' homage to when the Watcher shows up to tell us about the Galactus is coming.
1: Oh, it was so, so great, because he, you know, crashes down, like, in the middle of Central Park and, like, announces that, you know, something ter- terrible is coming, and he just gets, like, a hot coffee chucked at him well, by a <laughs> bystander.
0: <laughs> They're like, we're sick of this stuff.
1: You're just another dude with powers that's going to wreck our place and just leave.
0: Do you think that... I wonder if that was supposed to lampshade. At this point, I think there was a lot of crossover fatigue from comic book readers. Yeah. I think there are still tons of crossovers that happen, but it seemed like back then it was like all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like every... I mean, every crossover we've read covered on the show so far has basically had like world ending stakes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All of them. All
0: of them. And these people are just like, Man I'm just gonna kind of just a nice day another in the park.
1: day in Central Park.
0: But then he starts talking and is like blowing everybody around because he's not used to his super super god powers.
1: Right, because Amadeus had to get these god powers to bring Herc back, but could only hold on f- to him for two minutes, because it would be just too much for his mortal body to handle.
0: Otherwise, he would have exploded. But Herc's not great at it either. And this is one of the themes of Hercules is he has like poor control.
1: Mm, yes. Whether it's
0: like impulse control, self-control. And so this is just like... like
1: His wisdom is real low. He took that really <laughs> low wisdom score to buff up his strength stats. Yeah,
0: effectively. Strength and con. And he needs Amadeus' help to kind of control this because he's accidentally just, like, blasting people all over the place with his voice and, like, making gestures and, like, causing windstorms and stuff. (laughs) And then the Avengers show up because they only show up to confront heroes after they've they've done a little damage. This is great, though. The Avengers bit barely matters. They're not even going to be, like, in the rest of the story after a little bit.
1: Which is kind of fun about this crossover. It's just, like... Well, everybody who is not a god is now just in this weird kind of paralysis.
0: Yep, that is a real easy way to just write exactly the characters you want to write.
1: Right, right.
0: And that's kind of what ends up happening. Although the the Council of All Fathers has to show up. They are like the Council of, of the Wettest Blankets. They are They are 15 sticks just popping out of the mud where they're like hercules you can't be an all-powerful god and he's like i will show you by punching every one of you (laughs) again hercules has very poor impulse control (laughs) there's so much punching in this he's just like screw this punch you punch you
1: there really was a lot and i don't know i think it kind of rubbed me the wrong way on my first read through i was just like what? There's barely any story here, and there's just so much punching, which, you know, I I can enjoy a comic with some punching. I enjoy beating up some bad dudes, but it is, it's kind of Herc's thing, and I think I got more of the story and the humor of it as it went on. I don't think I almost got, on the first read-through, the parody of that first scene of Herc arriving to announce this world-ending stuff, and it being received so funnily, and, uh, you know, his... The, the farce behind his complete lack of control over his abilities. Yeah,
0: it takes it to like a like Monty Python ish comical <laughs> degree.
1: Which I can really appreciate. Give me punching and humor.
0: (laughs) You want funny punching.
1: Funny punching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I totally missed it. I was just like, oh, this is just another one of those crossovers where everything's terrible and everybody's going to die, except we know they're not. But no, I mean, yeah, we got some high stakes, but they're they're tongue-in-cheek about it.
0: They are. But... Uh, then they, Herc just kind of convinces everybody to hang, to come with him after Thor has to come. It's like basically, there's like several scenes of people trying to calm down Hercules and him being like, no punch. <laughs> and Thor finally managed to come, come down and, and calm him down a little <laughs> bit. Hercules does a lot of flying up in the air in these three issues. Mm. In this one, he flies up in the air, comes back down, and then is like, all right, I'm deputizing all of you and you're mm-hmm. going to come help me and they're like yeah i guess i'm a superhero
1: i mean you've got to sympathize with hercules though because he witnessed the the chaos king killing his father and then he gets trapped in this other world where he can do literally nothing about it and We're he punching. has well yeah he can punch a whole <laughs> bunch of monsters but it has no consequence because he's he's trapped in this it, uh, Athena? Was it Athena made the...
0: Well, it's supposed to be like a realm of Hera, I thought. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So there was like no people there, just monsters and the architecture that she liked. Yep. And so he's just finally released after being basically in solitary confinement plus monsters after seeing his father die.
0: Solitary confinement, but you're you're always on your gym break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't your... know.
1: I don't know if you get a gym break in solitary.
0: No, I don't think you do. Yeah. So it's like a step up above solitary confinement. Yeah. If you're Hercules, if you're like a normal person, you're just running from monsters all the time.
1: Yeah, you're just probably dead.
0: The most solitary confinement.
1: Oh, that went real dark. <laughs> Is, I, I mean, not in the Marvel universe. With we we've got all these different different hells, different after underworlds.
0: We we need to talk about that. Oh so, my gosh, yeah. Uh, before we do that, I want to explain because they mentioned that that the that he's enslaved a bunch of alien gods. Yes, these are the these are amongst others the Skrull gods that they fought. Uh huh. Way back, so there is there is a bit of lead in. So, Amatsuki Boshi, I'm sorry, the Chaos King. If he get if he like gets you, he gets all your powers. Yeah. He's like Kirby.
1: Whatever he kills makes him stronger.
0: Yeah. He just he just he's a little pink puffball that inhales you and gets all your powers.
1: Except he's black and looks very demonic.
0: Yeah, he's like alternate costume Kirby. Mm hmm. <laughs> just imagining in Smash Bros. You're hitting I wanna do blue Kirby. Whoa <laughs>
1: That's not blue Kirby <laughs>
0: Um, but he manages to they try to go into the nightmare world and then all these monsters are trying to piece out and they're like, Well, this is a problem. Why are they all trying to leave? And then at
1: first they think that they're being attacked. Yes.
0: And they, you know But like,
1: Nope, the nightmares are running away. What do nightmares run away from?
0: I guess the Chaos King. Yep. Who then his tendrils come out and grab everybody. But not him. That part was a little unclear to me. Like, where's he during this? Because Hercules and and Thor and them teleport everybody back down. But then there's more tendrils. But, like, they don't see the Chaos King for a little bit. It was kind of strange to me.
1: I've got to look back at this panel now.
0: I th- there's probably just a ton of tendrils. It's just tendrils all the way down.
1: Yeah, you're right. We don't really see the Chaos King in his evil, dark form in issue one. We just see the heroes as they come into the, the realm of nightmares and we had like some of the the chaos king in his uh amatsu mikiboshi like garb there but yeah we just wind up we see the heroes going to the realm of nightmares and then just them with the black tendrils through them and we don't get that creepy reveal until issue two
0: yeah whoops we, we kind of started off on that one a little early but that's okay <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. We don't go page by page.
0: We do not. And when issue two starts, uh, they all they all like teleport back down because Hercules can fly and teleport and do whatever he wants. Apparently.
1: Well, yeah, but all the all the the heroes, all the mortals, are just like immobilized,
0: right, by
1: the Chaos King.
0: So you have Venus, who okay, so Venus is a member of the Agents of Atlas. Agents of Atlas was my very favorite comic book when it was coming out. And the whole deal was a bunch of characters who were from the era of 50s Marvel, which was when Marvel was called Atlas Comics. Hence the Agents of Atlas. Oh. And then there's Venus, who is a character who can sing people into kind of like... A little bit of mind controly. y She kind of uses, like, love powers. But she's not the real goddess Venus for the longest time. She's a siren who called herself Venus. And she is confronted by Aphrodite about it. Oh. But eventually she gets Aphrodite's powers bequeathed to her. So now she is a full and legitimate love goddess. Okay. Mm.
1: All right. So... She's not that Venus, but she has the powers of that Venus because she took them from Aphrodite.
0: I think was given them by Aphrodite.
1: Oh, okay. So what's Aphrodite doing?
0: Mm, I don't remember at this point. Okay. We'll have to see if she shows up later. Because she's not dead. You see all the dead gods like a little bit later.
1: I was very typical sixth grade girl and Aphrodite was my fave.
0: Oh I you're gonna to have to explain to me why Aphrodite was your fave.
1: She's the goddess of love. And she thought, was really pretty.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I would have thought Athena would have been your fave.
1: No, not in sixth grade. Not <laughs> in sixth
0: grade. <laughs> I don't know if I had a favorite god. All the all the male gods kind of stunk. Yeah. Like I I like theoretically it should have been Apollo, right? Like he's the god of everything cool. But I think I was like eh, Apollo, he's dumb. <laughs> of all his cool stuff.
1: I say it's typical sixth grade girl. I don't know if typical sixth grade girl is obsessed with mythology <laughs> and like steals their teacher's mythology book somewhat unintentionally.
0: Did you have that D'Aubrios or whatever book of Greek mythology?
1: I don't remember. It had, it like, was,
0: cool illustrations, too. It
1: did have some cool illustrations. Oh, it
0: might have been the same one I had. That was my favorite. You'd think, given my heritage, I would have learned a little bit about Norse mythology, but I was a big big Greek and Roman mythology buff. It's Because it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Rome, Romans are a bunch of thieves.
1: Hey, now. Them's my people. <laughs> them's
0: your people. But in this, the, the Olympian gods have kind of gone undercover for the most part. And run a business called the Olympus Group. Oh. So they've just gone capitalist. That's why when you see Hera later she's in like a power like a power suit. Oh. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: was well, just, just explaining it to you.
1: Yeah. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean you like
0: it. Well, anyway, that's that's kind of where they are. Um, Hercules's wife, who is seemingly unimportant to most of this crossover, was like, "Look, my husband," and he's like, "I can't hug you.
1: But I still can't touch him, so he might as well not be here anyway."
0: <laughs> Very like back of hand to forehead. <laughs> she's a whole bunch,
1: and we don't see her much after no, that. She's really
0: not, <laughs> not that important for being his actual wife. <laughs> Oh, we haven't gotten to talk much about Amadeus. Hi
1: honey. We're off to storm the castle.
0: <laughs> we haven't talked much about Amadeus Cho's girlfriend, Delphine, who is a Gorgon. Yeah? She's a Medusa.
1: Yeah, they need love, too.
0: That's true. She also gets c- cut out of this crossover pretty quickly because she gets... She's she's, she's mortal,
1: mortal, even though she's, she's a Gorgon. A, Gorgon.
0: Yeah. a Morgan.
1: Mm-hmm. A
0: mortal Gorgon. We
1: still lucky us. Have Amadeus Cho?
0: You do not like Amadeus Cho.
1: He bugs me. He's just—he's just a real twerpy know-it-all. That like, aside from Chris is looking at me because you know maybe Amadeus Cho just makes me feel real seen uh, (laughs) because (laughs) when Chris first, Chris and I first quote unquote met. I guess we had a class together. Yeah, we didn't. We talk. didn't. We didn't talk. But I was the twerpy know-it-all uh, in the class. Yep. And uh, Chris slept in the back.
0: <laughs> it's economics.
1: <laughs> I
0: still got an A. Whatever.
1: I bet my A was better.
0: He's an A, Christy.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> four, four O's, four <laughs> I can I can understand that. I really liked Amadeus. When I first started reading comics, I was like 20, so it's not like he was in my age group.
1: I like useful know-it-alls, but some of his facts are ju- like some of his little little tidbits I'm like, "One, this is not useful." And two, like you just made this up.
0: Now, one cool thing that happens with Amadeus in a lot of comics is the artist will draw in like like math where he's like do he's like kind of running the numbers in his head. Oh,
1: so he's he's sort of like um Goodwill
0: Hunting, it does good. Oh, yeah. Goodwill Hunting has floating math, doesn't it?
1: I'm fairly certain it does, or maybe I'm just visualizing it that way because there's so much chalkboard.
0: A lot of chalkboard, anyway. Yes, he does floating math. <laughs> the best kind of math is floating, as we all know.
1: <laughs> Forget this new math. Give me floating math,
0: <laughs> floating math, floating math.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that was a spoof of.
0: Oh, the song New Math. New math, new math. There's a
1: new math song? Yeah,
0: it came about like a while ago, though. Uh You know that the new math that we do now isn't even what was once considered new math.
1: You know, I haven't really learned all the new math stuff that they teach. I've done like a little bit of it just because, you know, we try and know what's going on in other teachers' classrooms. This is fair. But like, to me, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it takes a lot of time, but it's teaching you how to think about doing math so you can do more of it in your head later. Like, you can teach people to do it on paper however you want, but when you are when you need math in life, you're not going to have a pencil and paper.
0: Eh, you sometimes do. <laughs> you're
1: going to have a calculator, a calculator on, your phone, <laughs> on your phone, but you need to know how to set up the equation and how to think about things.
0: That's true. It is a it is a much better foundation, I'd say. Learning the quadratic equation and formula later was weird, and this kind of gives you a base where you're like, oh, I'm just replacing this with X. makes perfect sense.
1: I know it's off topic, but it's important. So all of you new math haters, maybe you should give it a shot.
0: <laughs> maybe you should try and, this new math. And
1: then you could do floating math, just like Amadeus <laughs> Cho.
0: It's true. It's Bringing me- it back
1: around. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Goodness gracious. So, Hercules can stop time.
1: What? Yep, that's just a new power that he has. Well, I love how
0: it's explained, where he says he's the grandson of Cronus. Who is...
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, I know. I was like, you know Grotus is the god of time, Yes, I do.
1: I'm just, like, doing, like, a... It's sure he can stop time. Of course.
0: Yeah, but then while time is stopped, we get a fun time stop interlude where we go to all the Underworlds. Yeah,
1: lots of Underworlds. What
0: determines which one you go to?
1: I don't know, because it's obviously not, like, what your belief system sends you to, because we don't...
0: Yeah, it's... Well, you see, like, Banshee... Like, from the Mm X-Men in, like, the Greek underworld. And I am fairly certain Banshee was not, like, a worshiper of Greek gods.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This bugs me more than anything. I get that Marvel has tons of underworlds. They've got, like, a few Hells. Mm Mm-hmm. And Hell with one L. Yep. And they've got the underworld.
1: Yeah. Do you think they... That like all the lords of like the underworld worlds and hell like just have like a big like poker game where they determine who gets what souls. Yeah, they just
0: bet souls. <laughs> well anyway, when...
1: that's high stakes poker.
0: That is the highest stakes poker. <laughs> <laughs> the devil went down to underworld. He was looking for some souls to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> So Pluto's mad because he was going about to get a bunch of dead people, but he doesn't. He but he but he doesn't anymore. Yeah, <laughs>
1: he's not yeah. gonna get them anymore. Being a, I, I guess they were all going to him. I guess he won last night's <laughs> <Yeah>. game.
0: <laughs> There's lots of them. Why does, why does he think they're all gonna go to him? I need this explained. Uh, I couldn't find it. It's I was even searched like like discrepancies between Marvel Underworld. And, like, all the responses I could find by other people were just, like, shrugs. Yep. So, (laughs) comics. Yep.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, the thing that really grosses me out, though, is that when, after after Zeus dies and Hercules is like, what? And unfreezes time? Mm -hmm. Like, all these planes and cars crash that were frozen in time. And... Is established that all these bits and pieces of humans, even though they should be dead, and they're bits and pieces at this point, they're, like, their souls are still there. They're not like gone to the underworld. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: that just skews you out, huh?
1: So much.
0: It's, it's very uh, Dawn of the Dead. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth.
1: <laughs> and you're just like... Oh, boy. They, these guys better fix this before, you know, people start waking up and, like, they see their hand halfway across the room.
0: <laughs> and then they start wiggling the fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where Hercules decides that he's, like, we got to have some pals. So he calls in Cersei of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. We are probably going to have to explain the Eternals real quick. Yeah. So the Eternals are a Jack Kirby creation. Uh-huh. They were sort of made by the Celestials, like the big robot gods, mm-hmm. to be like guardians of Earth. Jack Kirby kind of, from what I understand, was inspired by a book called Chariot of the Gods, where someone postulated that all of like the ancient mythological figures were actually aliens. Okay. I like, though, that Jack wasn't like, wow, what a cool, serious theory. He's like, this would make some killer (laughs) sci-fi. Thank you, Jack Kirby. (laughs) A lot of people don't like the Eternals because Jack kind of already did the new gods, and they're kind of like new gods light. They're a bit of a different concept in that they're like the guardians of the Earth. Anyway, a lot of them kind of stink. I feel like Cersei's the best one. And she has transmutation power. She's like a full metal alchemist. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like... Well, okay, I might be slightly out of order. I think at first he tried to summon Eternity.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, Eternity looks super cool, right?
1: Uh Uh-huh. It reminds me a little bit of how Alexander Luther was depicted as part antimatter. Uh Uh-huh. That parts of him just looked sort of like you saw into, like, a celestial sky. Yeah. Except that just is Eternity. Most of Eternity is...
0: Yes, Eternity first showed up in Doctor Strange, of all places, so that, that was a oh. Ditko.
1: Well, that, that totally, that tracks.
0: Oh, yeah, it totally tracks. I think, this is interesting in that he seems to have a form, a lot of times it's like a face in the cosmos. Oh. Whereas they, like, summoned him, more. him, I'm not sure, I don't know if Eternity has a gender, to be honest. Yeah,
1: I think we can say they,
0: pretty yeah. safely. summons them to Earth, and... They're like, yeah, wow, it's a uh, real predicament you got here. But if I can't fight the Chaos King because the Chaos King is literally the opposite of me, and we're, but we're also like one in the same. Yeah, and, and they're like, well, yeah, but if he wins, won't you cease to exist? Yes, yeah, so I really hope you beat him. All right, peace. <laughs> uh, I like those pages though because I'm a big I'm a big Eternity Mark. You would say. Yeah, uh, I mean. I like When they show up
1: now, you may have no idea the answer to this question. But like, have we seen Eternity in comics since then? Because it seems like a pretty useful since? guy.
0: Mm, I don't it's know useful if, per- entity. It would seem likely that there would be some appearance of Eternity in the last eleven years of comics, but I'm I can't think of one offhand. I know of several appearances of Eternity just in general, but I'm not sure because
1: it. it Totally seems like the get out of jail free card, like just answer to like nearly anything except well, but
0: a lot of in times instance. like you can't like okay in Secret Empire you can't summon Eternity to like deal with America problems because Eternity doesn't care.
1: I guess that's true. Yeah, it's I
0: literally only true. for these like insane cosmic level things. Like Eternity is in Infinity Gauntlet the comic. Okay, because Thanos gets the 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 gauntlet and is like. Doing some serious harm to the entire universe, so okay. Eternity's finally like, okay. Right. And they even mention this in here, like, didn't you help us with Thanos?
1: Right, right, right. And he's right.
0: like, well, Thanos like killed a lot of people. This is all of existence. Yeah, right. Which is something I they 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 can't deal with, I guess.
1: All right, so the get out of fr- jail free card doesn't work here. Mm-mm. No,
0: they they just rule that out. So, instead, we try to get the closest thing to another get-out-of-jail-free card, which is summoning Galactus.
1: Yeah!
0: And the Silver Surfer is like... So, let's pretend that I am trying to eat super healthy. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to eat, like, my vegetables. And so, I've got this nice vegetable stir-fry in front of me. You, You use some, like... Some, some like great olive oil. So it's like pretty healthy as far as oils are concerned. And it's just like a big old plate of vegetables. And you set it in front of me and you're like, Chris, this is going to be great for, for your, for your healthy eating. And I'm like, yum, I'm about to dig it in. And then someone just like snatches it and puts like a plate of wings there. You'd be like the silver (laughs) server. I had something so good.
1: (laughs) It was so good for him, lined up. There was nobody there. He was gonna eat it. It was great. Yeah, like I... that's literally like the Silver Surfer's job at this point mm-hmm. to Make protect sure... like Make... worlds with 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 people and stuff there.
0: Yeah, he just tries to guide Galactus to like nitrogen worlds that don't have like sl- at least sentient. sentient life. Maybe other kinds. I'm not sure, but at least not sentient life. So Silver Surfers really peeved and starts fighting everybody oh and God. Venus uses her powers to make Cersei look like Silver Surfer's like old lover
1: yeah and dirty Cer- trick and
0: Cersei's just like whatever works and I'm like i don't know guys
1: <laughs>
0: uh. he just not he just doesn't seem to question it later either
1: <laughs> right yeah doesn't seem upset by it right i love Galactus in this they they they're basically just like well, he's not doing any of his earth-devouring setup, so maybe we're good. He's not saying yes, but he's not saying no.
0: <laughs> yeah, sometimes Galactus just kind of doesn't talk to you. Like you're like, "Hey, Galactus," and he's just like,
1: "Well, yeah." I mean, we already covered that in in Secret Wars. Yeah,
0: he just does not care.
1: He, he do- Galactus does his own thing.
0: He just does his own thing. He's got his. He's got both earbuds in. Mhm. That's Galactus.
1: Mhm. He's got both earbuds in, but he's not listening to any music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just doesn't want you to talk to him. <laughs> you said, "Next to Galactus on the bus. Hey, what are you listening to?" Galactus looks away. <laughs>
1: I was wondering if you were going to narrate that or if I was going to have to
0: explain to the readers that you were turning your head to the side. What, this isn't a video podcast? <laughs> so then we get uh, 80s rocker Damien Hellstrom. Yeah. He's running with the devil.
1: Oh, I guess I just don't know that.
0: <laughs> so he, like, flies out of the underworld with, like, his his, like pentagram on his chest in his red cape and he's like what's up death is dead (laughs) they're not dead (laughs) death peaced out death just like fled yeah i guess death lives so simultaneously in all of the underworlds okay i don't know
1: yeah sure
0: don't worry about that although but i want to worry about it if death fled they should have gotten thanos to help them no one is thirstier for death than thanos
1: Oh, just use the whole logic of nobody can die now, so you should help us so people can die again.
0: Well, also like death, he's in love with death in the comics, like the embodiment of death. Oh. Who's like, shows up as like a, a, like a raven haired lady. Yeah. And sometimes a skeleton with like a large chest. It doesn't make sense.
1: I'm gonna need to, to look up pictures after this because that oh. description there makes me just. It makes no sense.
0: <laughs> You're a skeleton. But anyway, I would have loved Thanos to have showed up to like because he's mad that Death's like been been like shoot out. Maybe Thanos is dead at this point, and that's why he didn't show up. I I don't think so. I don't think Thanos was dead mm. at this point. I I think Thanos would have been a cool addition to the God Squad. He's basically a god. He's, he is not, he's kind of like an Eternal in some ways. Mm -hmm. So I thought that would have been cool. But Damien Hellstrom has joined the party and then the issue ends with all of the dead gods coming out. Because now they're controlled because Kirby, Kirby Chaos King Mm -hmm. sucked them all up.
1: And now gets to, to, Mind control them,
0: because that's that's the way it works.
1: But it's really interesting this mind control because it's not like they're like just zombies doing his will. They still are like retain their personalities, but just no control over their actions. So they can still say like, "Hey, I really don't want to be punching you right now, but that's what I'm doing. Sorry."
0: Well, maybe as uh, because we eventually get a twist in the third issue when Hercules is is confronted by the gods and they're like, no, you have to legitimately fight us. You can't just like, you, you can't, you can't just try to incapacitate us with love songs and stuff. Right. I wonder if the chaos King made them all say that because he had to fight Zeus. Cause oh. then, cause then Zeus, he fought Zeus. And then in an emotional moment, you know, Zeus said like, you have to, you You can't just be your gods. You have to call upon the powers of the All-Fathers. And that's when Hercules oh, uses his power to- If it's
1: just a whole big elaborate ruse.
0: But, oh. but I don't know. It's hard to, it's really hard to know. Yeah. But I feel like it could be played either way.
1: Yeah. Cause, can we talk about how frustrating all of the gods are that are just like, Gosh, this looks like a terrible time, but it looks like we better just close up shop.
0: You know, shout out to my man, Balder, who is like, hey, can we do something? And then all the other gods are like, nah. <laughs> but yeah, they're just like, let's, uh, they're like, all right, first we're going to yell at Hercules, like get in the car, go down to the Winchester, grab a pint, <laughs> wait for all this to blow over <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, it seems like they are thinking about the greater good of, like, all of the powers of creation, like, protecting that.
0: Right. That was specifically mentioned by Amaterasu, who is mm-hmm. a a more recent and, I'd say, much more popular and known Japanese goddess than Amatsumi Kiboshi, who's mm-hmm. sort of a primordial god, right. it seems.
1: Right. So, I mean, I guess to them, this is Small Pickens.
0: It can't be super small. They won't have any worshippers. Like they're clearly afraid of the Chaos King.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: They just think that their solution is better for whatever reason.
1: Right, right. But I wonder if for them it's like so it's like that it was like in Infinity War when Star Lord made made some bad choices, uh, that put lots of other people in danger to protect like a small thing that he was he cared about. Yes. Maybe it's just that.
0: Maybe it's just on, that on
1: a on a bigger they're they're putting they're putting the needs of many above the needs of few. I that's how I like I like to try to give people the benefit of the doubt when I can.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> Hercules did a bad wrong because then the Chaos King jumps out of Zeus's body, like explodes out of him. Mm-hmm. He was like some sort of like weird hanger on, and then just goes up and starts trying to like. Devour all of the the gods up in the realm. Yeah,
1: because Hercules totally falls for it and can apparently, even though that these all-powerful, like, all-fathers and mothers have, like, supposedly hidden themselves out of the Chaos King's view, Hercules, I guess, just has the power to uncover that. And there we go.
0: Yep. So he devours all of them. And then it starts to kind of look like it starts to, like, almost do, like, a huge zoom out cuz the chaos king now is like gigantic.
1: Yeah, cuz he's he's eaten a lot of stuff.
0: He is. He's uh he's katamari damasid, a bunch of creation, and he is now a very large god. And I really liked the last few pages, the art particularly, where the gods try to was it Cersei makes an adamantine shield that protects them for a second, but when the smoke clears they've like vanished. But the chaos king gets too big. <laughs> And he doesn't. He just doesn't know where they are.
1: Right. <laughs> it's like he's grown so big that they're suddenly just like tiny ant size, and I don't. I don't know where those ants just went.
0: Yep. And that's when we get the 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 big reveal, of course, that Athena's been helping him all along. That's... Yeah,
1: I don't know what your end game is here, Athena. The end game is you don't exist.
0: Yeah. Nah, maybe not the paragon of wisdom that we were that we were led to believe Athena to be.
1: I don't know, maybe she thinks she's she's able to control the Chaos King somehow or use and abuse his powers. I don't I guess we'll find out
0: it's true we uh there's still two more issues of this crossover, so we will go into those in our next episode.
1: all right. well, are we ready to get into accolades
0: accolades? All right, Christy, what is the best line of this comic?
1: So my best line comes from Venus, mm-hmm. and it's actually a sung line here.
0: Oh, okay. Are you going to give us your best rendition?
1: Um, No, because I think <laughs> it is better when you imagine it. Okay, so imagine getting everybody, like, gathering them together, kind of getting her best bard on. She sings, get up, stand up, stand up for your, and gets cut off. So I want you to, to imagine, what song is that?
0: I mean, yeah.
1: Get up, stand up. No, I know, I know. Yes!
0: <laughs> I bet they just didn't use the full line because they were worried about being sued.
1: <laughs> but that was hilarious to me that that was what she was singing. Yeah. <laughs> I always go for the funny line with for my best line. Never like anything like poetic or with, with deep meeting. I just go for the goofy ones.
0: Well, I went for a goofy one too. My best line was by the um eater of worlds himself Galactus. Uh-huh. Who says Galactus sanctions only hunger, not pointless destruction.
1: <laughs> That's perfect, because that leads into my greatest hero.
0: Oh, well, I just <laughs>
1: I gave to Galactus. You
0: gave it to Galactus just for that? <laughs>
1: Uh, just for him pitching in, like, you know, it, Galactus can go lots of different ways. And he went the heroic route here because he doesn't sanction pointless destruction, only hunger.
0: Galactus definitely will go with you to a restaurant, but you gotta be polite while you're there. He doesn't want you to mess anything up at this restaurant. He sanctions only hunger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, my greatest hero is Amadeus for being a real good sidekick and calming Herc down like six times in this crossover.
1: He's also pretty great because he actually like the reason like Herc is here and that they knew anything about the Chaos King before he arrived.
0: That's true, and the only reason why they survived issue three because Amadeus is like I've run all the numbers and we can't. He he uh, he. Doctor Strange from Infinity Wars and was like. From the numbers, there's no way we can do this. We gotta get out. And that's what causes them to decide to poof.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think inside I knew that he should probably get greatest hero, but he gets on my nerves so much that I couldn't I couldn't do it.
0: Well, you couldn't do it. Well, can you do your coolest moment?
1: Uh yeah. So my coolest moment I love when the lords of the underworld basically decide to release everybody pluto decides to release all of the the souls that he's got and they even though they're released from the underworld they're now under ares command so we've got we got a, b- a bunch of different marvel characters there but we've got ares and zeus really big and ares has this awesome like battle cry huge picture i loved it
0: I was definitely trying to figure out who everybody was in that picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I enjoy it, but it took me forever to figure out who Hera was because Hera is just like a red-haired woman. And I'm like, why is Jean Grey wearing a business suit? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to remember, oh, that's right. Hera runs like...
1: Was Jean Grey dead at this point? Yeah. (gasps) So it could have been Jean Grey.
0: Jean Grey, though, is in the White Hot Room, which is a, a place where only the Phoenix people go when they're dead. Oh. If I remember correctly. That's got
1: to be a lonely room.
0: There's been more Phoenix hosts than you would imagine. Okay. But I don't know if they like hang out there or what. I just know that they it's the white house room.
1: Mm. Well, some of the uh the Marvel folks that you see in the background here are in the Dead Avengers tie-in, which is <laughs> like man. the only tie-in that I've found to be worth reading so far. I'll update you guys more next episode.
0: Yeah, Chrissy's actually reading all the tie-ins. I'm I'm being a little lazy this stars over. Checklist <laughs> I have... Oh boy. What? Oh. War... So readers, as you listen to this, uh War of the Realms will have started two days prior.
1: Oh no! Is there a checklist?
0: There's a checklist. Oh
1: my god, it gets me every time.
0: You are the target audience for the little checklist.
1: It got me with Spider Verse.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Marvel! If you're listening, if you want to get, if you want to get ladies apparently checklists, please, Christy. <laughs>
1: If you want to get hyper organized, color coordinated, organization freak readers, you gotta get those checklists. Gotta get those checklists. They have to be in the right order, though. (laughs) Oh, you're so mad! (laughs) I'm so. I think there were some problems with my Spider Verse checklist.
0: Oh yeah, it's wrong. The trade there's a big trade, like a full like. Mm -hmm. It's also wrong.
1: It sucked me in and then it broke my heart.
0: <laughs> this checklist isn't even right.
1: <laughs> I think this checklist lines up though.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, I was comparing it's a it to the release one.
1: the release dates. I mean it's like it's it's like the, the three issues, Chaos War One, Two, Three, and then we get like All the time. six tie-in yeah. issues before we get to Chaos War number four. Mm-hmm. So I'll update you more, but as of right now, Dead Avengers is pretty good, and everything else. Eh. Eh.
0: So my coolest moment is that when the Chaos King is eating up all the gods. It's just a bunch of double page spreads one after the other. Yeah, but I actually I find the art in this to be very beautiful, and I don't think I gave it a lot of credit in this in this episode. It's very storybooky to me in that it's not like your your like clean line like house style Marvel comic. It's yeah. almost like a once upon a time sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: found that kind of awesome.
1: And it even seems like stylistically we in the art is a little bit different in like the realm of nightmares as well. Like so art is even somewhat setting specific which
0: Yeah, the realm I of nightmares I think cool. things were almost a little more smeary. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. I think the art was actually uh, probably one of the more strong points of this crossover. We didn't talk about it a ton, but this crossover to me is like a solid, it's like a solid middle of the road.
1: Yeah. In terms of, I mean, it's pretty much what we've come to expect in terms of stories uh, in crossovers. It doesn't, it doesn't really break the mold in any way. It does some fun things to get a new cast of characters. hmm in... It's simple,
0: It's certainly unique. You know, it's not like Captain America and Iron Man and Spider-Man and Cyclops and Wolverine. Yeah,
1: we get, I mean, we get screen time for a lot of characters that we haven't really even touched in crossovers that we've covered so far. Or yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful art. We need to talk more about art. I need to get better at talking about the art, except I like it.
0: Right. It's sometimes hard if you're not really like an art person. I feel like I've just picked up on what other people have said with things and then kind of developed an opinion slowly over like 10 years.
1: I pledge to get better.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, how about some silly villainy? There's really not a lot of villainy or not a lot of diversity of villainy.
1: Okay. So my silly villainy has to go... To whoever d- designed the Chaos King's intro costume,
0: <laughs> his his just his kind of look.
1: Yep, he's got a big chunky red necklace, an interesting like face mask. But it's it really comes down to whatever that mop of hair is up at the top. Like, is it supposed to be some sort of really fine feathers? Is it like just? It's massive. It's like five times the size of any normal person's head with just a tiny little mask at the bottom. Yeah. It's a whole lot. So, whoever designed that, that gets my silly villainy.
0: villainy. My silly villainy is the fact that the Chaos King is basically Kirby from Nintendo, like I mentioned, where he just goes om nom 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 nom. (laughs) Yeah. I just I, And
1: he eventually gets too big for his britches and has does. to bust out his costume. There's a
0: little bit at the end where he says something like, only I foil me. And I'm like, it's like, you. everybody knows that person that cannot, like, admit. Cannot when, lose gracefully. Yeah, and they're like, "Uh, oh, I'll, the only, it's like when you're playing someone in Magic. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they don't, they can't admit that you're good. Right. They just admit, like...
1: <laughs> oh, my draws were really bad, or...
0: <laughs> it's when they start looking at the top six cards, and they're like, oh, if I would have drawn this! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the Chaos King.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
0: All right, well, readers, next episode, which is going to come out... We're going to say it, so we have to do it. It's going to come out a week from after this episode to get us back on track.
1: hmm So this episode should be coming out April 5th.
0: Fifth, Mm -hmm.
1: and then we should have another episode out April twelfth,
0: and then there will not be one till the twenty sixth.
1: We'll get back on schedule. So, so this is just coming out a week late. We're not. We're gonna try not to push back our entire release schedule.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for everyone for listening to this. This God, this God centric, but God's centric crossover for chaos war
1: and thank you one zachary jenkins for suggesting it
0: yeah you better be reading this buddy
1: (laughs) and if you would like to find us on the internet you can find us on twitter at chris's pod or on facebook at chris's pod as well
0: you can email us at chris's on infinite earths at gmail.com You can also review us on iTunes and Stitcher or all your podcatching platforms. And if you give us a review, we'll read you off on the show. And we really appreciate those five-star reviews so more people can see us.
1: Yes, absolutely love those five-star reviews. And if you haven't or if you don't follow us on Twitter and Facebook and haven't heard about the episode that chris and i were on of play comics you should definitely check that out a that just just came out on sunday. the on sunday so march 31st yeah so you can find us on that episode we delightfully talk about the best spider-man video game that you will ever encounter
0: if you can it's apparently very rare <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i i you know i say that very facetiously, but it's a lot of fun. It's a fun episode.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: And you can also hear Chris and maybe me a little bit on a little bit of Battle of the Atoms C2E2 episode.
0: Yes, which comes out April Fool's Day, but it's not a joke. Not a joke. Not a joke. Before we go, if you want to... Kick back to us a little bit. We have a Kofi, which is www.ko-fi.com slash Chris's on Infinite Earths, where you can give us money in $3 increments if you like what you hear on the show. Obviously, completely optional, but we appreciate anything that you want to give to us. We do operate the show fully and completely at a loss.
1: (laughs) We do, because we love it, and we love you guys.
0: Yeah. So, uh, please join us next time.
1: And until next time...
0: Slay your enemies, and all you desire shall be yours.